The Grandmother Stories Seeking Light in Dark Times Hello, I'm Katherine Matheson. Writer, grandmother, crone, aspiring wise woman. I've walked this earth through six decades and even the fools among us can see the situation in this world that our children will inherit is dire. This podcast is for my grandchildren to share my deepest secrets, the lessons I've learned, and the brilliant pieces of incredible joy I've managed to find even in my darkest hours. I'm sending this out to all of you, dear grandchildren, because I know you have come into this life with a purpose, just like every single child on the planet today. It's easy to forget sometimes that your voice, your gifts, your insights, Your presence in the world matters. The world needs your light because we are all seeking light in dark times. Episode 3 The Wellkeeper's Promise and the Water You Carry. This podcast is being recorded on Imolk, February 3rd and 4th. It's a special time in the Gaelic calendar because it means we're halfway between the winter solstice and the spring equinox, and it marks the moment when winter begins to turn towards spring. This podcast is being posted during the February full moon that falls the day after Imolk this year, February 5th. All this year, you can expect new episodes of the Grandmother Stories for every new moon and every full moon, which translates to about two episodes each month. Although August will be experiencing two full moons this year, so... Together with the August new moon, that means you can expect three episodes in August. In honor of Imok, in this episode, we explore water, a sacred well, a promise made by an ancestor who was once the keeper of that sacred well, and what that promise means for you in your life. We begin with the deeply mystical properties of water. American poet Lucy Larcom said, A drop of water, if it could write out its own history, would explain the universe to us. How would it do that? Can you imagine how a drop of water might explain the universe to you? Would it tell you how it was born in the depths of time? Or would it take you on one or two rounds in its infinite journey through oceans and rainstorms and river valleys? Or would it find a way to show you the magic of life that it makes possible? We talked about the ancient memories held by the wind in episode one. Water has a memory too. Water and wind may mirror each other. Water moving as vapor through air and wind moving the waves on the surface of water. Water has a particular weight and density and clarity, and it makes up at least 50 or 60 or maybe 70% of your body. 
you hold water that lives in your organs and your muscles, your bones and your brain. And science is now telling us that the water you carry within the cells of your body may actually help define who you are. It may actually be your memory. The thing is, modern medicine cannot find the place in your body where your long-term memory lives. There's a small part of your brain called the hippocampus, which is about the size of an almond that holds your short-term memory. But the best guess about where your long-term memory lives is that it is contained in the water in your cells. You see, the water in a human cell is not liquid, it's not solid, it's not vapor, it's in a fourth state, a kind of crystalline state. At least that's how Dr. Zach Bush describes water in a human body. He's a doctor of internal medicine, endocrinology, and hospice care, and he's showing us another way to understand the water that makes us who we are. He says, each of us holds an individual vibrational signature that is held for us by the water in our cells. The memory is all in the water, he says. Water carries memory at the molecular level in an exquisite state. This understanding builds on the discoveries of scientist Dr. Masuro Emoto, who showed us how the structure of water will reflect the vibration of music and words and even intentions. So there's a lot here, and if you want to learn more about either Dr. Bush or Dr. Emoto, there are some links in the notes for this episode on the podcast website at thegrandmotherstories.com. Simply put, water will organize itself into beautiful patterns when it is exposed to beautiful music and words and thoughts. The opposite is also true. Water responds completely differently and its patterns will become chaotic and lose symmetry when it is exposed to negative emotions, discordant music or hurtful words. All of this is to show you that, as a human being, dear grandchildren, each of you contains these mystical properties of water and memory in all the cells of your body. And just like each pattern in a snowflake is completely unique, the pattern reflected in the water in you is your own and is held by no one else on the planet except you. Even better, you can influence this pattern and make it continuously more resonant whenever you immerse yourself in ideas, thoughts, conversations, and music that brings you joy. It gives whole new meaning to the idea of how important it is to follow your bliss, because when you feel happy, the water in the cells in your body are literally vibrating in beauty. Imagine being able to look inside a drop of water in a cell in your body and seeing how it glows and how the light only gets brighter as you follow the path that makes you happiest in life.
A long, long time ago, imagine there were ancient schools where the old ones taught the young ones all they needed to know about the mystical properties of water. Students learned how to call the mist off of rivers, how to bring rainstorms when they were needed, and how to see the future in a bowl of water. They were also taught to see themselves as containers of water and to work with the water they held within their own bodies and to increase its light. Students were ready to progress to the next level when they were able to attune the water within themselves to the water in a well or a natural place of beauty. In Ireland, there are many natural places of beauty. And once, when I traveled there, I learned about one of my ancestors, Anya Shelley, and the promise she made as the guardian of a sacred well. Dear grandchildren, I believe her promise holds a special meaning for each one of you. Several hundred years ago, Anya Shelley was a small girl, living with her large family in a cottage near a stream. She loved watching the patterns forming on the surface of the clear water, running over the round stones, drinking in the way the water poured and shifted around bigger rocks with pale green runnels edged in white, hearing a thousand voices as it made its headlong rush past her, almost as if it contained entire nations of people, all laughing and talking in countless joyful conversations. She often thought, that if she sat there long enough, she would be able to untangle the threads of discussion the stream seemed to be having with itself, and with the rocks, and even with the wind, as it ruffled both the water and the leaves in the trees over her head. As the youngest, it was her job to keep the hearth swept and the water buckets filled, but somehow she always managed to spend the biggest part of her day wandering and playing along the small river. It is a favorite memory that she holds dear, and this is the picture she carries with her on this, her last night, as the keeper of the sacred well that is situated on an upward slope not far from the stream where she played as a girl. She's an old woman now, yet she still walks with an easy grace along the old track that she is following, and it is a well-loved pathway. Her apprentice is waiting for her. Keen and strong, Julia has learned everything Anya could teach her. Things like reading the pattern in the leaves each spring, knowing how the wild grasses and herbs and flowers would reveal themselves even before they sprouted, and understanding the precise way each tree and plant lends its strength to balance the healing properties that reside in the sacred well. Anya is keeper of the ways a follower of the ancient goddess Brigid, and guardian of the treasure of the well. Many today think of Brigid as Saint Bridget, a holy woman who lived almost 1,500 years ago. For Anya, though, the well and the energies it holds are from a time many thousands of years ago. The spirit of the well is called the Brigid, and by association, the keeper is also known by that name.
On this night, Anya is walking to the well. Having left the warmth of her small bed in the tiny cottage she's lived in ever since she was an apprentice. It is Imok, and already she can sense the stirring of life and new beginnings in the earth beneath her feet. Anya is on her way to the well to join her apprentice as she attunes to the powerful force of reawakening energies across the land. Julia has kept this year's vigil unaccompanied for the first time. The gradual transition from one keeper to the next is nearing the completion of its 10-year process. This has been the time required for the place to come to know and accept her as its new keeper. For her essence to make itself known to the trees as a reliable presence. For the flowers to expect her to be waiting for them when they arrive each year. And for the fullness of her ability to commune with all the energies of earth and stone and water and air, and with all the surrounding inhabitants, visible and invisible, mundane and magical. On this night, Anya can feel the change coming. Her initiate has completed a key milestone in her training, and the power of the sacred well is now turning toward the young woman and away from her. It is going beautifully, as it should, but Anya still feels a pang of loss at the change. She has loved her work, her time, her life here, but she's also accepted that her lifespan is nearing its completion, and soon she will be unable to maintain her obligations to the well. She stops before the last turning in the path and closes her eyes. There is a slight rustle in the leaves, and the breeze is almost warm on her cheeks. Anya feels the way Julia has connected with the pulse of new life in the groundwater deep beneath their feet, the way she has called to the gathering strength of a new sap in the trees, knowing that soon it will begin curling into the pattern that will burst like an uncoiling spring to flow into every branch and to open every bud, each in its proper time. She senses the glow emanating from the young woman, her grandniece, an earthy warmth of human body heat like the wick of a candle lit with a steady flame. It is spreading and connecting with the energies of earth and tree and stone and well. It is being welcomed by the inhabitants and guardians of the sacred space. The energies are attuning to Julia and she to them. This attunement has enlivened the whole of the hillside that surrounds the well. In her mind's eye, Anya can see it, sparkling with brilliant greens and golds and whites, and it is all tinged with a deep indigo blue that shows Brigitte's energy overlaying everything. Anya smiles as she waits. It would not do to interrupt Julia at the moment of alignment. In her joy for her apprentice, Anya realizes the importance of letting go in this moment and letting the change happen. The energy coursing through this space had once been hers to tune, and now another is able to do the thing that for many years only she had known. Mm -hmm. 
and there it is, that resonating feeling of attunement, a particular warmth in the heart, and a feeling like a door has opened. The Imolk blessing has been given and received, and the transition is now complete. Still smiling, Anya opens her eyes and moves forward to turn the corner and walk toward the well, feeling its welcome for the first time as the outgoing well-keeper. She moves toward the young woman who now holds this role. Julia is completely caught up in her work, and her expression is serene. Anya waits. After a time, Julia surfaces as if from a very deep place, and she opens her eyes. She stares into the well with an unfocused gaze at first, and then comes completely to herself with a sigh. Then she turns her head to look at Anya. Her face, even in the starlight, shines. The promise is made, Auntie, she says. And so it is, dear one, Anya answers. For another generation, a Shelley woman will be the Brigide, keeper of the sacred well. She will work with the waters and all inhabitants of the valley, the visible and the invisible, and she will stand in attunement with them during all the natural cycles and seasons of the many years ahead. And here's how the promise of the well-keeper can hold meaning for you, dear grandchildren. This promise is something you can choose to undertake for yourself. And you don't need to travel to Ireland or to find a sacred well surrounded by magic on a hillside to do so. The next time you hold a glass of water in your hands, know that you are holding a collection of drops containing a portion of all the wisdom of the ancient universe. Know that this glass of water is also, in its way, a kind of well, filled with a magical substance containing mystical properties that provides your body with much of what it needs. And know that if you give it your own blessing before you drink it, you are in fact attuning yourself to the natural beauty of this planet. This is a small example of what it means to work with light. Like all the students in that ancient school, you can also begin to see your own body as a container of water, and you can choose to work with the water you hold to increase its light. Because if you can accept the knowledge that the water you contain inside each cell of your body is resonating in a pattern that is unique to you, then you can also see that in a way, you're already the keeper of a sacred body of water. You are already the guardian of your own sacred well. And if you can accept this challenge to grow your own light within the waters of your own sacred well, then you too are keeping your promise. Dear grandchildren, the one that you made when you found your way into this world, which needs your light now more than ever. Thank you for listening to Episode 3 of The Grandmother Stories. 
I'm Katherine Matheson, writer, grandmother, crone, aspiring wise woman. This podcast is for my grandchildren to share my deepest secrets, the lessons I've learned, and the brilliant pieces of incredible joy I've managed to find, even in my darkest hours. I'm sending this out to all of you, dear grandchildren, because I know you have come into this life with a purpose, just like every single child on the planet today. It's easy to forget sometimes that your voice, your gifts, your insights, and your presence in the world matters. The world needs your light because we're all seeking light in dark times. See you soon.